0: Welcome to the Quasi Prince Foundation podcast, where we're on a mission to spread childhood cancer awareness, inspire, and shine a light on how pediatric cancer affects our families and communities. I am your host and executive director of the Quasi Prince Foundation, Sonia Prince. everyone, thank you for tuning in to episode 7 of the Quasi Prince Foundation Podcast Again, I am your host, Sonia Prince, the Executive Director of the Foundation Wow, it is so hard to believe that we are on episode 7 Even though we only put out a podcast episode every other week It seems like we are really just cranking them out so on today's episode, as you can see from the topic, it's going to be about how I survived losing a child. So I came up with this topic because a an associate of mine um, that I met who's also in the pediatric cancer world asked if I could provide a summary or some. Tips on how to survive child loss And I found it to be such an interesting question When she first asked My initial uh, reaction was "Huh, I have absolutely no idea how you survive For some reason I'm just waking up every day uh, You know, because it's, it's, it, it's, it's a challenge But it really got me to thinking I have survived child loss. My son has been gone five years, which seems so hard to believe, Um, but I really contemplated her questions, and as I thought about it, I did come up with some ways that I think have helped me survive, and I wanted to share these because you know she's putting together this information to hopefully help parents and it could be very helpful. I remember in the early d- days after my son passed away, I looked for parents who had survived it because it just seems like it's something that will kill you. So, I'm going ahead, I'm going to jump in. I have 10 tips that I sat down and thought about that really helped me that and that continue to help me on this journey because this is a lifelong journey. So I'm going to go ahead and jump right into it. The first tip is something that we did or I did before my son even passed away. Um, my son had Cancer and his battle was a little over four years. So, you know, it wasn't, I want to say it wasn't a sudden death, although when he took his last breath, it was sudden to me. But, you know, he had had this life-threatening illness that we had to deal with for quite a long time. So part of the way I survived, as I thought about it, started back once he was diagnosed. And... Um, what we did was or what I did was I made sure that I did everything I could do for him while he was here. I never wanted to regret anything and I never wanted to wonder what if I had tried or did something. Now this was something that I learned along the way because when he was initially diagnosed, I'm not I wasn't familiar with cancer, had never been around. Anyone who had had it really close to me, especially that I had to care for. So it was a totally new experience for me, and I did depend on the medical profession a lot. But once I realized that the medical profession or medicine could not save his life, I really somehow... I my I don't know my intuition just really kicked in and it it was a guide for me along the journey and I had a really good relationship with his medical team which was great and as we went along the journey we did start having some you know disagreements with what we thought was best and so many times I couldn't um justify why I wanted something a certain way, but my intuition was really strong at that time. And we had a really good medical team and often they would go along with me to just see how things would pan out and every time my intuition was right. So that is one of the things that I really honed in on and I really tried to do when he was here. And I think it has helped me tremendously because I there's nothing that i wish i did i i tried everything that i could um to save his life so i think that's a that's that's huge in helping me carry on because i really don't have any regrets so that is tip number 1 the second one we also put into play while he was still here with us on earth, is that we lived a purposeful life and we soaked up every minute. Now, as I look back on it, the memories are, they're still painful for me, but I'm, at the same time, I'm really glad that we have so many memories and we did so many things with my son and took many vacations. We just really, really enjoyed life. And although it was a very scary time for us, especially his parents, we let him enjoy his life, which was really difficult because sometimes we had to step back and let go. But I am glad that we, I'm glad that we did that. When I look back on that piece either, there is nothing that I regret. Of course, there are things that I wish I could have done with him still, of course, because he passed away at such a young age, but I'm really thankful for the way that we lived our lives back then. And it reminds me now to get back to living my life that way, because once he passed away, grief really set in and it kind of sets you back. Um, You have to kind of remember how to live life. Uh, But I'm glad that I did it because it's a lesson for me now to try to get back there. And I'm trying really, really hard. And I think I'm on my way. I always feel like my son is here watching, helping and guiding me. Every time that I laugh, I can see him smiling because I don't laugh often. I'm a pretty serious person by nature. And when something's funny or when my heart is really, really happy, I know that he's happy for me because I know he doesn't want to see me sad and, uh, you know, always down and missing him and not enjoying life. So I keep that in mind Always, that even though he's not here, he is still with me and wants me to enjoy this life just like I did when he was here physically, because I do believe that he's still here um, spiritually. Now, um, the other few tips that I have would kind of fall under the self-care category. I am huge into self-care and us taking care of ourselves. I've always been this way. Well, I won't say always, but I've been that way for quite a few years. Even when my son was here, I feel like that's one of the reasons I was able to keep my sanity. (laughs) I always tried to make sure that I took very good care of myself, even while caring for him, because in order for me to care for him I felt like I had to take care of myself. So the so number 4 which falls under self care is after my son passed away I'm not even going to try to find the words to describe the feeling because I I I have not been able to come up with any you just I did not see how life could go on. I just could not see it at all. So I sat down one day, and I wrote a list of things that I used to enjoy at one point in my life, or maybe I thought I might enjoy. Just thought of some things that, uh, you know, may spark joy. I remember I wrote sewing because there was a time when I wanted to learn how to sew and. Um, learn how to swim because I don't know how to do that. And um, just travel. I always love to travel. Just lots of little things that I thought would bring me some joy. I made this list and I still refer to it (laughs) because right after my son passed away, of course, I felt like doing none of it. But You know, every so often there were little things that I would look in and I would try to explore some things I realized I had no interest in anymore or I didn't want to learn how to do that. So I just went on with it. But I tried different things to try to move me out of the grief stricken state where I could function because there was a time where I just couldn't. I just couldn't, but I remember making that list early on, and I look back on it, and it has been a huge help, and a lot of those things are really small, and I am doing it now. Like I really like to write. I journal all the time. I've journaled since I was a little girl, and I like writing letters to people, so I joined a pen pal group that was on my list of things that I might like to try, and I've done that and. I really enjoy it So it could be little things Some little things Traveling I've picked back up on traveling This year I've traveled in the past Since my son has been gone But they were kind of for business But this year we took a vacation If you've listened to a previous episode uh, We did one for his birthday We went away for his birthday And it was great It was great So making a list of things that I enjoyed Has really helped me you know, continue on with my life. And tip number five is learning to listen to my grief and respecting it, but continuing to push myself. So I am, I I truly believe that we are not here to be miserable you know we have things that happen life happens they bring us it brings us sadness but I don't feel like it's meant for us to stay there so I really had to learn how to give myself room to grieve but at the same time tell myself when it was enough and I really think that that is you know, based on the individual, there's no one rule fits all, you know, if you want to have a day where you don't get out of bed, I think that's fine, but probably not three or four days that you don't get out of bed because I noticed the longer you stay in that situation, the harder it is to pull yourself out. And I think learning and knowing that about myself has really helped me in coming up with Uh, things that will help me move myself out of that, such as going for a walk or exercising. Cardio has helped me a lot with moving out of just a very sad state and being stuck there. So tip number five, definitely learning to listen to your grief, but also pushing yourself to get in a better Place when you are just overcome with grief. Number six of how I've survived losing my child is getting a therapist. Therapy is one of the best things. It's hard to believe that I never went to therapy when my son was sick, and I didn't go to therapy until two years after he passed away. And often I go see her not. I'm not sad when I go see her. Usually I'm not sad. I'm not really down about my son when I go see her, but just trying to figure out how to move forward forward with my life is a challenge. And I feel like I'm creating a whole new life. And she's definitely helping me figure that out and learning who I am now. Getting a therapist is, it's by far the greatest thing I've Done. So if anybody out there is listening and your life is not, you don't even have to have a loss or anything like that. But just if your life doesn't look exactly like you think it should, or it doesn't feel like you think it should, or you're feeling stuck, try going to therapy. It's a game changer. and. Step number seven, which is also under self-care, is uh, really concentrating on my mind, body, and spirit. Because I think it is all connected and it just plays such a huge role in how we move through life. This is something that I always concentrated on when my son was here. But like I said, grief grief sets in. You know, when you have lost, it just changes life. And getting back to that took some time, getting back to that mind, body, spirit um, connection really took some time, but I, you know, was determined not to give up. And I think that has really helped me. You know, I, I pay attention to what I eat because I do think food, Food is alive, certain foods. They're living foods. I believe in meditation. I believe in exercise. Exercise is awesome for grief and lifting your mood. So I have really concentrated on those things throughout these five years. And I do really think that it has helped me tremendously. And number eight which is also under self-care, all of these four through eight fall kind of under the self-care category, is reconnecting or connecting more with your friends and your loved ones. Often um, when you're going through grief, it, it feels very lonely. Even if you have people around you, for some reason, grief just it's a very lonely lonely feeling. Um, and I know often we block those we block people out. I did it. I just I just do best with kind of handling my feelings or working through my feelings on my own and I really don't want anybody to talk to me. I don't feel like expressing my feelings to you. Maybe that's why I journal so much. But, you know, they're there comes a time when you need to not be so isolated or I not be so isolated and open up to my friends or go to breakfast if they ask. Often I didn't feel like it. I didn't want to go. But once I got there, I felt tons better. And I was so glad that I went or even just going for a walk with a friend. I had several friends that I would do that with and sometimes just walking with them was perfect. Sometimes we'd walk in silence. Sometimes I'd feel like talking, but just having that connection and remembering to let people in I think is just a great way of helping get through and surviving such a huge life change. So the next few tips kind of fall under you know, my belief system and the way that I believe. And I feel like this is the biggest thing that has helped me survive child loss is the way that I view life and, you know, my my belief, my belief system. So number nine is I truly, truly believe that if I am still breathing, I still have a purpose here I had no idea what that purpose was when my son passed away I honestly wished not to breathe I went to yoga faithfully after my son passed away and one of the things if you know anything about yoga is that you focus on your breath a lot and I remember just crying especially on the inside all the time at yoga because I didn't want to focus on my breath. It was just so hard for me to know that I was breathing and my son wasn't. That was the most painful thing. It, it, I, I have no words for it. It was just such a deep pain knowing that I woke up every, and I continue to work, uh, wake up every day and my son not be here. But even though it, the feeling was hard, I still truly believe that if you have breath, you have purpose. And we play many roles here, but it's not who we are. I am a mother. I have many roles. That's just one of them. But that's not who I am. And, you know, it was hard because I felt like Part of the role had been taken from me, but I still have purpose because that's not who I am. I was blessed to be able to bring children in the world, but I believe that we all have our own journey. And I think this thought, everybody I'm sure does not feel this way, but it has helped me continue on because I am still here and I have work to do. And part of it is through this foundation. It's, it's my work. It's one of the things that helped me survive and continue to move forward. And the last thing, number 10, um, is that we all have a calling this kind of goes with number nine. We all have a calling. We all have something that we're supposed to do. Like I said, I gave birth to my children, but I just don't believe that our children are ours. You know, they are our children. We are their mothers. But, you know, I always tell people, if my son were mine, he would still be here. He would still be here with me. We would not have had that battle that we had if I had control of it all. But I don't. And I did not um, So we all have our purpose for coming here. We have things that we're supposed to do here. And we are not here to stay And I truly, truly believe that, you know, we always feel like our children are going to outlive us. That's not always the case. And I don't want to sound blunt, but one of my favorite sayings is it is what it is. I have to figure out what to do with my life now. I can't bring my son back. I know that I still have work to do, and so I'm going to do my best as long as I'm here to figure that work out and to move forward with it. So those are all of my 10 tips on how I survived losing a child. And this is just my perception, it's what I went through. I think all loss is just personal. And we all have our way of coping and getting through it. And I don't think there's any right or wrong way to do that as long as you're not causing any harm to yourself or others. We just cope with it the best that we can. And, you know, I hope that this helps someone because these were things that I was looking for when my son passed away looking for parents out there I remember specifically looking for parents who had um, lost their child five to ten years out because I just could not um, fathom living without your child how do you recover from that and continue on with life so I hope this is encouraging um, I hope it's helpful. I, I again, thank you all so much for supporting and listening to our podcast. And as always, keep believing. Thank you for listening to the Quasi Prince Foundation podcast. To learn more about our mission of supporting pediatric cancer families, spreading awareness surrounding childhood cancer, and brain tumor research, please visit our website at www.kwesiprincefoundation.org. Or follow us on social media. We can be found on Facebook and YouTube at the Quasi Prince Foundation or on Instagram at KP Foundation. Until next time, keep believing.